Hello, everybody. We are back. The Philosopher's Stone podcast back yet again after another week hiatus. We are not doing great in the consistency uh, goal that we set for ourselves, but that one was out of our hands. We had a guest lined up, he had a family emergency, and we couldn't do the podcast. And uh, just be fucking lucky you're getting it this week, okay? Okay? Sam? Yep. <clears throat> yeah, I need a little bit more juice out of you. A little bit more. <laughs> oh, sorry. I just ate a really good cookie, and that's all I can think about right now. Well, you live a simple life with simple pleasures, I guess. Chocolate chips, macadamia nuts. I mean, what a combo. What a combo. I didn't finish it, though, so I'm like still looking at about half of it. It's so hard not to hey, eat it. Hey, that'll be your reward for getting through this podcast, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Philosophy of restraint. That's what we're going to talk about today. Interesting. Yeah, I made the plan. Just kidding. I don't know shit about shit. Uh, Sam, what what's uh, what's up with you? I haven't talked to you in a couple of weeks. Anything new? Anything crazy happen in your life? Um, crazy. Mm. I mean, this cookie is pretty amazing, but. Wow, you're really yeah. hyping up this cookie. Why don't you give it a shout out? The brand. What's the brand name? I think it's called uh, <clears throat> Maman. Maman. M A M A N. M A N. I think you need to hold your microphone closer to your face. Maman. There you go. Maman. 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 It's yeah. It's in a building in downtown Toronto. Nice. And do they specialize in cookies? They are a, like a French bakery. Yeah. Whoa. Maman. It's probably Maman. Um, <clears throat> this cookie was large. It was heavy. It was really, really just, good. Just, just how I like my women, right? Yeah. Um, JK, what uh, What else? Did you watch the Super Bowl? I did. I did watch the Super Bowl. Uh, got together with, with uh, Anna's fam. We watched the Super Bowl. Are they big football yeah. fans? Her family? Um, no, I wouldn't say they're big football fans. I mean, they like watching the game, um, but they're not like wearing jerseys or jumping up and down or anything like that. They don't follow the regular season. No, I don't think so. Not really. Okay, so they're just not not fans at all, I guess. No, but it's still fun to watch the Super Bowl. It is fun. I also went to a Super Bowl party, and I don't think anyone there had watched a single season game, which. No. Is a poser thing to do, but it's also just an excuse to get together and get everybody to have some drinks and some appetizers. Exactly. See, uh, see a halftime show for the, for the <laughs> yeah, generation, that awesome. man. That was the best halftime show I've ever seen. That was fucking awesome, man. The fat 50 cent appearing out of nowhere. I mean, what, <laughs> what, more, <laughs> what more can you ask for? With <laughs> his necklace hanging down his face. <laughs> yeah, he just looked... Uh, it was just good. It was just good old fun, and those all, all the songs were from like the '90s or early 2000s. Yeah, it was. It was all the old stuff. They old just played jams. heavy into the nostalgia for the hip hop fans of back then, which I am all for. <laughs> yeah, the crowd was was very into it. You could tell. Yeah, way more so than most most Super Bowl halftime shows, where I feel like the crowd doesn't really care that much. I don't know if that's true, but I think that it was pretty funny that they 
chosen era of rap, like an era of rap. So they like kind of ostracized anyone who doesn't like rap and anyone that's like <laughs> younger than 30 had no, True. like no, I mean, it was for a very specific group of people and uh, I appreciated it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you, if you can afford to be at the Super Bowl, chances are you're older than 30. True. But there were a lot of kids in the audience. I saw that kids of rich people. That's true. Well, I mean, it was, they did, they sang the radio edits. Right. (laughs) Yeah. There was a a lot of omitted N words. They all, and all those N words, they gathered into uh, Joe Rogan's (laughs) Mm, (laughs) into his mouth and they all escaped at once. And that's why he's in this predicament. Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw he he didn't uh, commentate the UFC. They kept him off. They kept him off. Yeah, he, that, he wasn't, that's he not what I heard. Commentate. I heard Dana White said that they did not keep him off. That he chose not to, well, to do it. There are two different stories. The company that owns the UFC said there was a scheduling conflict. Uh huh. Which Dana White also, I don't think he, I think he said the same thing. But then so later. The sc- Get the quote-unquote scheduling conflict was them saying we can't have you commentate right now. Yeah, but then at his press conference, he said it was Joe's decision. So I don't know. I think it's Disney. You think it's Disney? Yeah, Disney owns ESPN, which owns or yeah, I think not. Yeah, Disney. I think Disney indirectly owns. No, they own ESPN, and the UFC has a huge deal with ESPN. So. <laughs> Good Lord. Why don't they just do what they do with their old cartoons and put a disclaimer at the beginning? Like some of this is going to be racist potentially. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, I don't, I don't think uh, Joe Rogan would have said racist things in the, in the, no, of language. course not. I don't think Joe Rogan's racist. That's just, it's just straight. I mean, those bullshit. clips are pretty ridiculous. Like the planet of the apes joke is so ridiculous. Like, so fucking <laughs> out of context. And like the planet of the apes bit. I never heard that that bit, dude. You you haven't heard the Planet of the Apes bit? Oh my god! No, it's it like from one of the old. Was it just a comment? No, it was a story that he told on the podcast on the uh, Joey Diaz episode, where ow. he said uh, Joey Diaz did not laugh at the story. Though I, I've watched the episode, and uh, the story is basically Joe Rogan goes to see Planet of the Apes, and the cab takes them to a black neighborhood, and uh, he gets out. And he's like, there was no white people at all. It was like we were actually in the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> that is a very off-color joke for sure, yeah. to be sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not a joke you want public. You know, no, Joey Diaz is saying. just staring at him like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's and maybe a joke. He, he apologized for it too, which. Well, think, you have uh, to be able yeah. to forgive people, I think, you know, like. I'm not oh, like course, a huge, huge fan of Joe Rogan these days, but I definitely don't think that he's racist. Yeah, I don't know. Probably not. Probably not racist, but I mean, pretty, pretty egregious joke. That joke is egregious, but the, a lot of the rest of the N words in that compilation were like addressing the word itself. I think, mm. from what I understand, there was one where he said that uh, white people. And black people like have different brains and that because the guest was biracial, he had the best of both worlds because he had the a white man's brain with a black man's body. He said that <laughs> he said those yes. words. Yes. He's just a fucking moron. I don't think he's racist. <laughs> I think he's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, crazy stuff, but I think, I think he'll be back. I think they just want to 
to uh, let it cool down a little bit, not drawing yeah. the heat. Are you knocking your mic around again? I can't. I don't know what I'm doing, man. I don't know what I'm doing. Are you all right? What's going on over there? No, we're good. I just have like this pad on my seat, so I'm like a little bit higher up than usual. That's kind of throwing me off a little bit. Okay. Really you are easy, easy man to throw off, I guess. Yeah, like little things. Little things can uh, have a big impact, like a moth that uh, beats its wings in one part of the world and causes a weather event in another part of the world. Now, is there science to back that up, or is that 100% bullshit? Because to me, that sounds like that's just not possible. Well, it depends on how big the moth is. Yeah, yeah I guess so. If we're yeah, talking like moth, uh, Mothra, moth, yeah, Mothra, Mothra. yeah <laughs> from Godzilla, then I can believe that shit. Yeah. Then it, then it, that's for real. That's not, yeah, that, that doesn't is. mean that's, yeah, that happens. Well, but, in uh, other news, the restrictions are being lifted for the most part as far as like capacity limits in my mm -hmm. province by on Thursday. So who says domestic terrorism is not effective? Am I right? <laughs> now, now remember you predicted this you predicted this. I know. You predicted I, know, I, know. That, uh, I, I the, thought it was very was clear at the beginning of January that we were going to be entering uh, uh, a new era of the pandemic by spring. Um, just based on the, Omicron phenomenon. Uh, mm -hmm. I did call it. I thought it was a very tactful, uh, a tactful moment for truckers to choose to roll out um, because they could very well be like, see, see what we did. We did it. Mm -hmm. And some of that might be true, but I like, I think most, like most things in the world, it's somewhere a bit of both. It's in the gray area. It's somewhere in the middle. I, I'm really sick of all these all or nothing thoughts going around about every single subject now. Do you think the the uh, truckers are going to leave now? Or do you think that they are going to stay? Um, I think they should. I mean, I think they're going to. I think most of them will leave. But I think there's going to be like a hardcore group that had a specific goal in mind. And I don't think they're going to leave until they accomplish that goal, um, mm. whether it's to make a bunch of money or uh, establish political power in some way. But I, uh, I think that mo by, for most people at this protest, they're going to have very little, um, you know, excuse to still be there if they're lifting all these restrictions right yeah well i think they will f find a reason to stay that's what i think yeah i agree i think uh, i think that the whole thing i, I think this more. was a, a power play by a few individuals to gain some sort of political notoriety and uh they latched onto the mandate thing I don't think that there's like a nefarious, you know, white supremacist group that are actually trying to like, you know, I don't think this is like on the scale of a January 6th uh, rush the Capitol type uh, thing. Because that was one day and five people died. So we're already like, it's been a few weeks and we have zero deaths and very few yeah. arrests. So I think that just points how... Uh, I really don't think that there's like a seriously. Uh, they don't even do parliament in that building, which is it's completely different. 
yeah the real I victims think, are like the people who live downtown like, oh yeah by by far I, I i do not have a problem with the uh you know people protesting at parliament hill i had a bigger issue with the blockades at the border i think that was um that was doing way more harm than good mm-hmm. yeah I and think, i also uh, think, I think that you should not be allowed to be able to honk your horns incessantly 24 uh, seven because that's no. not doing anything <laughs> like that doesn't do anything. What does that do? I like the, uh, the, the judge who gave the injunction says, I, I think is the quote was like honking a horn does not express any great thought that I am aware of. No. Like their presence there does something. I think that's making a a statement. I don't understand why laying on your horn is like what that does to help your cause at all. I just, I don't get it, but whatever. I do know that that pisses off the people that didn't ask for it. As in the residents of downtown Ottawa. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy, but it's perfect that uh, we bring it up and it's in the news so much. I thought it would be like a good topic to talk about because in a past episode, we did discuss the philosophy of protest. And I thought this right. would be a perfect opportunity to revisit that episode and apply some of its uh, knowledge to this current situation. What do you think about that? Let's do it. <laughs> All right. We have no so, emails today, so we have all the time in the world. And are we going to get our guest that we planned on next week? I hope. I'm going to call him and, and ask him. But we had a great guest lined up, unfortunately. It didn't work out. But uh, you can look forward to that. Yeah, look look forward to a mystery guest on a mystery topic that uh, will not be revealed until the episode is posted. People so, love Mystique. They love good, Mystique. Thanks. Yeah, use your imagination. Yeah. What could it be? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so protests, right? So we, we can, one way we can do this is we can look back at some of the types of protests, classify this as a kind of protest. Yes. And we can also look at justification to protests and different kinds of protests. Let's do it. Sort of apply that to today. So, yes. A lot of opinions flying around out there about this protest. Yeah. So before we get to the nitty gritty of this protest, we'll just review the philosophy of protest in general. So you might remember there are a bunch of different types of protests and you can find these under the civil disobedience entry on the Stanford encyclopedia. Okay. And uh, so like, for example, there's legal protest. There is uh, what is maybe euphemistically called a rule departure protest which I guess maybe involves some illegal activity. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So it's like a, uh, oh, so this is a different kind of protest. This is when an official deliberately refuses to execute their office and do what they're supposed to do. So they just, they call <laughs> in sick. Yeah. That's it. Basically, yeah, like I refuse to uh, to do anything about this protest. Some would say that the Ottawa police chief, who in fact resigned today, yes. committed rule departure protest by refusing to do anything to uh, stop the protesters. So I, do you believe he resigned because he was um, opposed to this Emergencies Act being invoked? 
and that was like the final straw for him? Or do you think that uh, I, he had issues with the protest, like policing, like as in his resources weren't good enough? No. Why did he resign? What was his reasoning? Was it, okay, it was well, there was a bunch of stuff. Was um, it in support of the truckers or was it in support of his police force? I don't, I don't understand what, what his point was. Was it the day he was going to resign anyways? Like he planned this for weeks. It's just bad timing. Um, I don't know. I mean, in a, so there's a, like a whole bunch of different theories about it. Um, let's see what he says from the, from his own, his own words. Um, slowly said that he was proud of his ability to overhaul the force's culture to better reflect the diversity of the community we serve. He also said he was leaving the force confident it can handle the protests. Doesn't really give much for his reasoning for resigning at such a moment. It seems kind of uh, like it would be a terrible time to resign. If he, well, that to me that says that the reason is it's in protest to this emergencies act that got invoked by. Uh, well, interestingly, he has said from the beginning that this is a job. This is not a police job. This is a job for the federal government. So this is what he wanted. I would say like he wanted them to come in and, and handle it, I think, because he said he didn't have any resources. Interesting. I, I just find it like if, to me, it felt like maybe he was in, he was resigning because he didn't like the way that it was being handled, but who well, knows? he was the chief. So it was his, uh, he and like, so basically what happened was that he initially was asked to not let them park on uh, the, the street right in front of parliament. Right. And, he allowed it because he had been told by the truckers that it would be a three day thing and then they would leave. So, so he, he just their took their for word it. for it. <laughs> took their, just took their word for it. You fuck. Um, All right. Maybe this okay. guy was not competent enough to be a police chief over there, but uh, what do I know? Yeah. So, well, I mean, I liked in Toronto, for example, um, they did not let this happen what at all. Like they put bar- barriers up like on downtown streets they let him come in for a day and then they funneled him out and it's been like that in most other cities. So I think it just looks like, it's just pretty clear that he, he screwed it up. This to me is it's, it's, <laughs> it's grown from like a protest and it developed into like a siege of like, just, just yeah. trying like the border blockades. I don't know what that was about. Well, that they, seemed like gonna, those were like the more hardcore people in the movement. Yeah. They found guns and stuff. Yeah, well, those were planted, Sam, obviously. Oh, right. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, so uh, so anyway, yeah, so slowly. Then he's going to get investigated, too, because they're going to investigate why uh, it was it was allowed to happen. They're going to look at some text. The mayor of Ottawa is not running again, that's for sure. He's yeah. Very popular. Um, I mean, this has been a shit show it. for so many people. It, yeah, it, it's so crazy. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, I, there's always the part of me that like, yeah, it's nice to have like a portion of the population like really fucking keeping an eye and keeping like the government in check, like always being like, hey, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? You need a per- you need like you do need a portion of your population to be like that. But mm-hmm. it's gotten it seems like it's now yeah. you either you just don't believe anything about that the government says whatsoever. I think there's like this real thing where you just, it's bet it's, it's safest to not believe anything. Mm-hmm. I think religion is probably a big part of it for a lot of people as well. 
yeah religious beliefs um that's true and end times end times kind of things like uh um all the governments are engaged in an industrial scale harvesting of organs from babies and, and stuff like that <laughs> man i just so, wish more people like sat in the middle you know like because that's where the truth definitely is it's like yeah, yeah. it's a little bit of this a little bit of that like yeah. I'm, I, I think we can all agree that COVID is real now. That was a big thing at the beginning. That it wasn't real. There was all the people like I haven't seen any, any overflowing hospitals. Where, where's the footage? Right. So there's a big. Uh, it's just not real. And then after everybody essentially and their grandmother got COVID, now they're now it's like okay, you have to admit it's real. So you mm-hmm. got to come in a little bit on that. But I still think there's a lot of like this idea that it was a big coordinated uh you know we need to depopulate and control like i don't think like and then it was vaccines are gonna like everybody who got vaccinated was supposed to be dead in a year that didn't happen and then we were supposed to be rounded up the 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 most accurate prediction was the vaccine passport which was you know I, i still don't know how i feel about that whole thing but i'm not fucking in the icu ward uh covid ward at the hospital i don't know what the reality of the situation is but i do know people that work there and they say it's really fucking bad so yeah well yeah fortunately i think the people protesting at all these sites are uh well they are like clearly the most radical people and probably not all of them are you know on both hinges or whatever you'd say yeah on Unhinged. both hinges. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> not, I feel like there's less and less people that have both their hinges attached yeah. right now. <laughs> Swinging on one hinge. Yeah. And, but I think a lot of people probably share their beliefs and maybe to some extent think the protest is justified. And I've heard um, because, and so when you think about, you know, protests, like what is justification for protests? The people who are protesting seem to think that their that their protest is clearly justified. Uh, the only problem is most people, most rational people, would say that no, their most of their beliefs aren't true, so it can't you can't justify something based on false beliefs. So while the people who are protesting believe in their, you know, like their justification, most people agree it's just not true. Well, it's it's like, what do you like? It's hard to lump all these protesters into one group of beliefs, right? Because you get, yeah. like I said, well, before, I'm, I'm talking you, about like the hardcore, hardcore people. Yeah, who are, the hardcore like, people probably all like are pretty deep in conspiracy because the people that are we're all about the mandates lifting. It's pretty obvious they're going to be lifted shortly, right? Like within the next couple of months. So in that sense, it's like, why would you keep you know harassing? I mean, a harassing in quotation. Why would you keep flumping the downtown uh, city of Ottawa for and and causing you know, at the very minimum, a major inconvenience for the people that live there? Well, if it wasn't, if it was truly just about the mandates being lifted. Oh, and like the like that the mandates aren't even on a federal level. But actually, I think they might be if they're if they're about border crossings. But I don't know. Well, the border crossing one is like they had the same mandate the other way, so it wouldn't have. It's like even lifting wouldn't have changed the actual crossing, as far as I understand. I just think that at this point, it's pretty obvious that the mandates are going to be lifted. So why are you still there? And I think that's why there's only well, going there to be needs like to a- be an, an inquiry. Trudeau needs to be subjected to um, torture, interrogation techniques. Interrogation. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think a lot of this was a uh, people that have hated Trudeau for a long time all showing up to his doorstep, and uh, yeah. So he, he's not even there; like he's he doesn't live in that part of town. <laughs> but I'm saying that I think a I think a big number of the people at the protests were all about the mandates, and now those are being lifted slowly, but they obviously are going to be lifted soon. So I think the people that are there for that reason really don't have that much of a justification to be there anymore. Uh, well, the, can, that's they like want an inquiry into Justin Trudeau. They don't have to be there for that. That's literally all they care about is just like the like un, un like they think they understand the charter or something. Um, I think they'll probably leave as soon as they get lifted. But a lot of them might not because they think it was wrong to do it in the first place. They think uh, the government's evil and needs to be replaced. I think that they a lot of them won't leave until they're forced to leave. Like I think they're basically like. The, uh, martyrs they're well i think they're like similar and this is one comparison we can do like i researched some other uh protests that we could compare to but they are kind of similar to at least in like their strategy of like locking down an area they're like the people who protest logging of like old growth forests right they, like chain themselves to or those uh those BML, BLM protesters in where was it uh, that like stole a city block in Seattle or something? What what was that again? Oh, uh, oh fuck! What was it called? Cook, uh, Chaz, Chaz, Chaz. Right. Yeah. That, that, those were all extreme, like people on the very extreme end of things, right? And then it's kind of like that. Yeah. It's like yeah. this is our movement, and if we just leave now, it might be the only chance we get to more really like make Chaz. an impact. Yeah, it's more like Chaz because one thing the tree huggers. And this ties into justification is one thing because what, what what is going on in Ottawa is uncivil disobedience where you're not being civil to other people in right. society. But one thing the tree huggers at least have going on is, well, they're, uh, they're out in the woods. So they, yeah. aren't, they aren't really affecting anyone other than the companies who want to log the forest. Yeah. And it's I guess pretty much them versus the police with them. no, no bystanders. Right. Yeah. Like here's a, here's an interesting comparison. So the tree huggers, as my girlfriend's dad would call them, mm-hmm. where, uh, you know, they like on Vancouver Island, they wanted to protest logging in a particular old growth forest. And they like built like structures and chained themselves to trees and stuff. And there were over 800 arrests and like, you know, like you know, lots of conflict with police and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, interestingly, they uh, they didn't affect all they did was affect the economic interests of one company that had a license to log in that area. Right. So ultimately, not going to cause a dent in the forestry and, industry. Yeah, like not violent, no guns. They didn't have yeah. guns or anything, um, and didn't like uh, damage any people. Like they weren't disrupting the lives of ordinary citizens who were involved in it at all. Yeah. So it's like a different, uh, so like they were breaking the law. They were violating a court injunction. They were causing economic impact. They all, they did other things like they blocked an entrance to, to uh, parliament at one point with a giant tree stump. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some of the ideas that people have for these protests is just, it's, it's I think it's a lot of them being in a certain bubble for a long time. They think certain ideas are good. Um, (laughs) this will break through (laughs) yeah but it only makes sense to the people that have been locked in your mind frame for that long Mm -hmm. yeah exactly exactly um 
yeah, so that that was one uh, one protest. Another one that I've that I heard it compared to was like a really huge protest that was going on in India a few years ago. I think maybe last year. Uh, like a, it was a farmers' protest, mm-hmm. and it involved blockades of highways. Right. And Trudeau supported this protest at the time. Ah. Uh. Yeah, I'm sure that got brought up quite a bit over the last. Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw that get brought up a lot. So I I looked into it. I looked into it. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, this is an interesting protest. There's some similarities, but there are some important differences. And probably the most important difference, just right off the bat, is that while they did blockade roads, they primarily blockaded state highways between provinces. So like highways and freeways. And yeah. the blockade lasted for only three hours, and then it was ended. Oh, I see. It was a, a three-hour protest where they blockaded highways. There were lots of other other interesting differences. Um, more people participated. So th- this is an interesting stat. Uh, so fifty percent of India's population are farmers. Holy fuck! Yeah. Would, no. Wow. Yeah. Fifty percent. But farming is only 15% of the GDP. Interesting. So they are like very, uh, they're the vast majority of people, but they make only a fraction of the money. So huge wealth inequality. Yeah. Yeah. And in these protests, these protests were about laws that the government wanted to pass. And basically these laws would make it so that the farmers would have to sell their food directly to corporations rather than selling their food to the government at like set prices. Right. So they're afraid that they're basically now going to get screwed and all the prices are going to plummet. And so they're protesting that. And hundreds of millions of people participated all across the country. So it was a huge, huge uh, event involving millions of people. Another big protest that comes to mind uh, semi-recently was the Hong Kong one. That oh, seemed yeah. to have a very, very high participation rate from the citizens. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, very high participation I mean, rate. Trudeau called this uh, thing a fringe minority. I don't know uh, yeah, that's how accurate that was, but I don't think <laughs> it was a majority. Yeah. I think that a lot more people supported than the media would like to acknowledge. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. But uh, from what I read today, now this, I don't know if this is true, um, just a disclaimer, 35,000 donors in Canada donated. That's a small percentage of the population that actually put their money where their mouth is. Um, I think a lot of people probably just support it on social media, which means next to nothing, uh, in my opinion. <laughs> um, Engagement, but man, is big clicks. I also think that people that were opposed to it are a lot less likely to be vocal about it because unless they live in those areas, it really doesn't affect them much. I mean, we do have our own local protests that were annoying, but not, you know, not detrimental to anyone's lives. Yeah. Yes. I, uh, I think it has been, Pretty interesting last few months. Yep. With respect to these protests, they are 
they like yeah so i said they're uncivil disobedience i think they would fall short at least for now of revolutionary action yeah whereas i think january 6th in the states was that was a revolutionary action yeah yeah no doubt about it yeah interestingly the protest memo specifically calls for the removal of um like the existing government to be replaced by like a council chosen from amongst the truckers. What? Um, Are you serious? Yeah. There's like a memorandum of understanding or of op- and they want that. They want some of the people in the convoy to be head of the government at the end of this. Is that what they're saying? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, that right. is bananas. And you it's like, just- a, it's like lo- a lawyer wrote it. Like it's not like just, like a word document, like some. No, I don't think it's like made with like letters cut out of a magazine, but <laughs> I think that it's ludicrous. They had a ten million dollar account that they don't have access to anymore. I think that <laughs> uh, it's it's un, unpatriotic to try and overthrow a government that was democratically elected. Yeah, like, that's the thing. Is like you, they can vote. They're like yeah, but you, you got outvoted, you know. and this is who's in office now. You can but, get rid of them by voting. He held an election like right before, like this fall, right? Or like last yeah. fall, he held an election in the middle of the pandemic. Like, that was a great time to get rid of him. But um, anyway, <laughs> um, it just so I guess seems, we're, uh, it seems like they're demanding to, uh, it's essentially just bullying a democratically elected leader out of their position, which is, well, it's illegal. Yeah, and of course their justification would be, well, what what Trudeau did was illegal and immoral. Yeah, and I'm sure the word treason, the treason would too. get thrown around a lot. Oh, for sure. Yeah, um, that's the thing is like, if if their beliefs were true, I would say that their protests would be justified. Like, I think when when like when your beliefs are are, are true and there's like a huge threat to your life and the lives of your countrymen. And it's a real threat that will, you know, ruin everyone's lives. You're justified to protest. You're even justified to have a revolution. Yeah. The problem is I think they're just like their beliefs, like just aren't, aren't true. And so unfortunately it's not justified. That's what I think. Yeah. I don't think it's justified either. And I think it's, it's kind of like, it's not like Justin Trudeau went that, much more hard in the paint than a lot of the world governments did to manage this pandemic. Yeah. He, he took a very different approach than they took in the, in most of the States, but yeah, pretty similar. The States had an insane amount of deaths though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did. Um, so I, I think Trudeau took the right approach. Yeah. I didn't have That's a huge problem with uh, what was going. I, I mean, the one thing that I was very like, I don't know about this, would be the vaccine passports. Yeah, that's um, interesting. Because I that was very that lit, that put like an actual divide down the population as far as privileges and what you're able to do in society. And I knew that was going to be like such a fucking headache. Uh, it would just divide yeah. people a lot more. Now. Do I know what the consequences of not putting in something like that in place at that time would have been? No, I just remember having a very bad feeling when they announced the the passport uh, system. Yeah, a lot of people uh, were upset about that, and it's interesting because 
I think like, I don't know like what the rules for schools, but don't kids have to get some sort of mandatory vaccine to go to a public school? Yeah, that's another thing that people don't uh, seem to understand. Uh, Some people don't understand that nurses already have a bunch of mandated vaccines they need to get and same with kids to go to school. This will just be added to the list in years to come and won't even be, there will be no eyebrows raised at it, I don't think, in, you know, five years. Yeah, well, interestingly, this will probably not be the last coronavirus outbreak, sadly. There will probably what do you mean be, by that? Well, there, there have already been, I believe, two coronavirus outbreaks in the last 20 years. There was SARS, which broke out in Toronto and was more deadly, but way less contagious. Right. And then there's also a, a different one called MERS, which is called which stands for Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, which came from camels in the Middle East. Hmm. And that's also a coronavirus. So coronaviruses are coming from all different animals. Right. And they've been getting the outbreaks have been getting less severe, like uh, less virulent. Like MERS is like the worst. Then I think I think MERS is the most deadly the least contagious than SARS and then um, now does there seem to be a correlation between uh, contagiousness and deadliness because that's what it sounds like you're talking about is yeah you know yeah because we got Omicron which is essentially a flu uh, for if you get it if you're vaccinated and you get it bad it feels like a flu and I think that most people that got it felt more like a cold yeah, if you're vaccinated, chances are you barely felt it. I felt it hard. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> you got ten days. But I could chalk that up to my lifestyle. It's not. Oh yeah, that's not the most healthy. <laughs> yeah, there's no mystery there. <laughs> but that being said, I also know a lot of people with a lot worse uh, lifestyles as far as health than me that got it and were fine, and like they didn't knock them on their ass for ten days. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing is like statistically you're good, probably going to be fine, but statistically enough people are not going to be fine. Yeah. It'll, it'll cripple the medical system. The medical I don't system know what, is, what is happened to that problem. argument about uh, we got to, no matter what's going on, it's all bottlenecked at the healthcare system. Like it just gets lost in all the noise. Like it's, it's not a exciting reason. It's just, it's just sad. A sad it reality. would feel exciting if the healthcare it. system collapsed. I think it would feel very exciting in a bad way. It just like it. No one like it doesn't. Uh, it isn't exciting to learn that like our we just don't have enough hospitals. Like we just we're not that cool as a civilization <laughs> that we can handle something like this. Like we're just we're defeated by nature. And so I think what people if, don't like don't like to admit, uh, admit that. Fact. What if the mandates were lifted completely at you know gunpoint from Mister Captain Trucker or whatever, and then. And then the mandates are all left. Everything's back to normal. And then the healthcare system collapsed, you know, weeks, months or a month later. Would uh, the the protesters be held? Like, would they be the ones to blame for that? Um, Well, I mean, it would be kind of, well, no, I don't know. Because because I think they're not lifting the mandates because the protesters, I think they're lifting them because they see like Omicron is peaked. Yeah. Sort of burned through. 
I'm saying no that strong to replace it yet. I'm saying that if if the truckers did force them to lift all mandates immediately, oh, 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 and then yeah. and then the healthcare system did collapse shortly after because of an influx in people getting sick, would would the truckers be responsible for that? And by the truckers, I mean oh, the people well, that are leading this protest, not truckers in general. The truckers would it would they would be responsible, but I would blame the government because I believe the government has a wealth of resources to prevent that from happening. And right to back down would be uh i would blame them for backing down for, yeah for i mean appe- for appeasement basically yeah you can't you can't really give in uh to this type of no, thing as no, far no. as like f- like doing something you would not have done i mean something of this scale right i mean lots of people's lives yeah. are on the line when it comes to a virus like this so yeah yeah. I don't know. To me, the whole that whole the whole convoy thing has rubbed me the wrong way since the get go. Despite me not necessarily thinking, I don't think they're all like I don't. I hate how the media tried to turn them all into like racists. It's like clearly oh, that's not yeah. true. Yeah, like I would have had no problem with it whatsoever if they went there, stayed for three days, and left. Like I would yeah. have had no problem with that. Yeah, I think that I thought I thought well, that's cool. You know what? I don't agree with them. I think. They are clearly ignorant about public health. They clearly have crazy ideas, but guess what? A lot of them, a lot of my, like a lot of my family members, you know, like far enough back. Yeah. Probably agree wholeheartedly with them. So like, you want to park your truck, have a barbecue and then leave, go for it. But like staying for three weeks and being as like disruptive and uncivil. That's the thing is we're in a free country where you're allowed to protest, even if you're clearly uh, misinformed about the whole thing. But yeah. Yeah. And a big part of it is that they don't have the, uh, they don't have the justification for, uh, for their claims, because even if you don't agree with the vaccine mandate, the reasons for the vaccine mandate have to be acknowledged by everyone as like, you know, those are good reasons. You might not agree with them, but they're good reasons because they're in place to prevent like the total collapse of the healthcare system. Right. Like, they're not, they're not in place because of some deep conspiracy to steal your soul. Like if they that, straight up just don't want the hospital. There's a scary to be amount. Of, there's a scary amount of people that actually believe that is what they were trying to do. Like they, like there's a lot of people that believe that this convoy was like essentially like fucking Superman showing up on the scene and stopping Hitler from, blowing the head off a democracy man yeah what they're what they're asking people to do is not not much worse than being required to get a vaccine when you were a kid or being required to get a vaccine to travel or something like that like it's not yeah it's it's not as nefarious as that it's like they're asking you to give up a limb or something no and so like i think some form of protest is justified but i think this is just is uh it's too much Not, not justified yeah to this extent like what they did in toronto like okay whatever they're there for a day that's fine but you know camping over three weeks and disrupting people's lives that much is uh is not not justified based on your facebook research (laughs) yeah i agree i all but i i i think that it's uh plenty of degrees more harmless than blocking border crossings into the state. Yeah. Cause that's like people can't work because yeah. 
It's yeah, like people, it's, a big it's like literally capacity. disrupting supply lines that are already strained horrifically. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. I watched like a live stream from one of the protesters who was at uh, the Ambassador Bridge border. Yeah. And the police were there and the police were like doing sort of thing where they line up and then like every 20 minutes they take 10 steps forward. Yeah. And uh, the protester was like, oh, they're only doing this because of the money, because of all the bi- the billionaires who are losing money because the all the auto, auto plants are like shutting down and stuff. And I just thought like it's crazy. Like the people who are most affected are definitely not the people who own the companies. It's definitely the workers who can't work. Yeah. It's almost like it's the truckers that will affect the most. <laughs> well, that's what they're saying. Like the other guys who are trying to cross the border, they're like, they're like other truckers getting interviewed and they're like, we're, we're late. Like we can't make our deliveries. Like, yeah. Like you're really shooting us in the foot here. I don't I, like it. Just the whole thing reeks of misguided and an ill planned out uh, just fervor. Yeah. Like it's been public knowledge that these mandates would be lifted. Um for a long time like they've never been had they've never been stated to be permanent yeah it, it's it's one of those like what has the internet done to a lot of people is is horrific it really is people are so susceptible to buy all the way into conspiracies now it's nuts to me and it doesn't help that uh there are a lot of instances of our government not being honest so it does feed into it a little bit, but I had never oh, for a second thought that they were going to be able to even dare keep this vaccine passport system in place long, longer than, than absolutely necessary. Cause it's just so obviously something that wouldn't be able to stay in long term. No, no. I mean, I think enough people are vaccinated that it wouldn't matter, but um, for the people who aren't, aren't vaccinated, like, yeah, like you can't do, I don't know what you can't do, but you can't like you can still go to grocery stores and stuff. They were like, going to they were going to state some vax passes required for some grocery stores. I know in Quebec they did it for uh, pot stores and liquor stores, and See, they that's got huge weird. spikes. That's like crazy. so many people got vaccinated when they did that. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, yeah. liquor is it, there's not a lot of street dealing liquor dealers, you know. Um, no, like I would not want to drink anyone's homemade liquor. No, like that no. Is, you're gonna like go blind or like. It's yeah, not a good idea. I mean, it's, I sometimes <laughs> I sometimes think about how wild it is how I would buy stuff from random people and lowered haunted civics I've never met and put it in my body immediately. <laughs> Back when like oh, weed man. was illegal. <laughs> There's like people they found like a new way you can get high from like the dust inside like the catalytic converter of a car really like people are like like pouring like metal dust like platinum dust on their like cigarettes and like oh my god dude heavy metal like there are so many options to get high out there why would you why would you go with that one because it's free Ah, the one that puts metal in your in your lungs that's nuts to me metal in your brain yeah they go crazy well, anyways, it seems like all this will finally be coming to an end by summer. Hopefully, I all I want is for everyone to shut the fuck up about it. Just that's all I want on both sides. 
I've been I've been trying to do this joke a bit about how everybody's so misinformed on all sides that everybody kind of sounds like they know what they're talking about, which is hilarious because everybody just memorized medical phrases and terminology, <laughs> but have no hmm. idea what they actually mean. Or not. We'll see or not. Yeah. That's medical terminology. Oh, well, I, love it, I find it funny to, to when people are like, I, and of course, I don't know what this means off the top of my head, but anytime someone's like, I did my own research, I say, oh, really, what does mRNA stand for? <laughs> like a good portion of them won't uh, be able to answer that. <laughs> so you didn't do the most basic research, you asshole. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's uh, nano nanomachines. Yeah. Ten, you know, give it five years. Everyone's going to be a, a the mark of the beast. QR codes are the mark of the beast. I mean, That's it was the closest there. we've gotten to that in a long time. But it's just so many. Like I said, you do want a, a healthy skepticism of the pop, like of the government and your population. You want a healthy skepticism. Oh yeah, this oh, is yeah. not healthy at this point. No, like healthy skepticism is like Trudeau saying he's going to do first past the post, and then said he legalizes weed. Like yeah. You know, there's skepticism there. They, they don't right. always fulfill and their you promises. have every, every uh, uh, I mean, justification to be skeptical. But when you cl- cross into this area where you do not believe anything at all that's in a mainstream media or told to you by the government, you are just opening yourself up to be influenced by anything and anyone about any topic. Yeah, it's it's fine to argue the... the uh, the legality of um, like a vaccine passport. Yeah. It's fine to argue that. And I think there are arguments on both sides of that. And there's good arguments on both sides. And so the question is like, which one, which one has to win out in the end? And, you know, that's an interesting discussion to have, but you don't accomplish it by parking in front of parliament and honking a horn and disrupting no. the lives of, you know, hundreds of people who have absolutely nothing to do with that decision. If, if people wanted to really fix society, they would be doing this in protest against the social media business advertising <laughs> business model, yeah, which is seriously. really what's to blame for most modern problems right now. Yeah. It Don't let Mark escape into the metaverse. No. Trap, that trap guy, yeah. Alley. We're not going to be able to catch him. He's going to be, yeah. <laughs> he's gonna be have all these superpowers. Yeah, he's going to max his character's stats all the way out. Oh, my God. He's going to be, like, so overpowered in the metaverse. Like, no one can touch Mark Zuckerberg in the metaverse. (laughs) But, like, I think it is honestly criminal what is happening with this ability to just publish anything as a news article and target it at people that the algorithm already knows will get clicks because it knows it will get them angry. And thus painting completely different realities for people based on what you naturally lean towards and then essentially brainwashing the entire population into believing that their side is right and the other side is the devil and it's just getting worse and worse every year the pandemic didn't help obviously but this is not a problem with it's like almost like a mass insanity is taking over because of this shit and it needs to be fixed. You can't just publish stuff as facts when just to get clicks and not have any vetting at all about whether those facts or not. Yeah, well, just to get advertised. I, I think, I think it'll clicks. just be. I think it'll be. Uh, 
It'll just be like this forever. Well, I'm, this I'm pretty is gonna lead, well, it's going to lead to a war, like eventually. Oh, there's going to be a war in Ukraine probably tomorrow. Yeah, but not because of this. No, no. I'm no, talking, no. this is going to lead to, it's it's a weird type. Of, I don't think it's ever, like this has ever been possible uh, before. Me. Yeah. Like but a it's civil a, war? Sort or of, except for there's no clear... There's no clear borders as to, you know. It's like Voldemort. That's that's what I compare it to. It's like Voldemort. Like uh, it's like a uh, like domestic terrorist insurgency. Yeah, I think it would be hard to define exactly where the sides of the civil war reside. Right. You never because- knew who was a Death Eater and who wasn't, and who was under the control of the Imperius Curse. All right, let's keep let's keep that nerd shit to the nerd hour that you, your other podcast. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> the nerd hour. Yeah, you can talk. You, know, you about can't reveal. You can't reveal all secret. you want over there. I'm talking can't about reveal. real world shit. All right, you can't talk about the nerd hour on on the airwaves. That's a secret podcast. <laughs> a secret podcast, only for listeners. Only me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just think that there's such a divide. And it's obviously growing that uh, when it does get to the point where it's going to feel like a civil war is about to break out, no one's really going to know where to go or what to do to fight for their side. It's just going to be like random skirmishes between liberals and conservatives. <laughs> That's what it seems like. Well, I uh, I think Toronto is going to be definitely on the... I think it's just going to be pretty much like which way does your city vote? Right. I think it's mostly the big cities are going to be uh, held by the liberal insert liberal fighters. <laughs> the, the countryside the lib, will be held. Call them the libtards. The libtards. <laughs> and the countryside will be held by uh, roving bands of, uh, I don't know, truckers. Yeah, it does seem like it's kind of a rural versus. Uh, yeah. um, it always is. It always urban, is. Urban. Uh, ideology so, yeah, it'll be a rural urban thing and well unfortunately you can't grow food in the cities but so we can it'll, grow it. it'll be about convoys and stuff and like making sure shipments of food make it to the town well we have drones that can drop stuff into cities so we got that oh, delivery true. systems will be fine now who who well, can get gonna... bezos on their side that's the key <laughs> get those amazon blimps on bezos is gonna be watching from the moon dude him and Elon are going to be kicking moon up base. their moon boots with Kanye. <laughs> is the moon just no? But the moon's going to be even more isolated. Like Dude. you can't, you can't like the moon can be cut off so easily. Like and Dude, then Jeff just Bezos helping. has enough money to just buy anything that he needs to make. It's not even Money's buying not anymore. anymore. Money, money isn't going to be worth it anymore. You're going to have like soul credits or something. Soul credits. <laughs> Soul caliber. Soul um, caliber. <laughs> what is your soul's caliber? Uh, yeah, I think it like it, it, a civil war in like the traditional sense is is like I don't know if that's going to happen, but it's I think that there's going to be more and more instances of left versus right violence in the next ten years. Um, who knows what that outcome is going to actually you know look like, but. Unfortunately, that's uh, and I blame. I I clearly funding for it. Like holy shit, ten million dollars. I do blame (laughs) uh, social media and the advertising business model. 
uh, if you have not seen the documentary, The Social Dilemma, anyone listening mm. to this, I Jesse very much encourage very much encourage you to go watch it because it does at least give a little bit of an answer as to why everybody is being so fucking cray cray right now. Yeah. Jesse Eisenberg. Great. Great. Is Jesse Eisenberg David in Fincher. that? David Fincher. What? Army Hammer. The Winklevoss twins. What are you talking about? Social Social Network? No, The Social Dilemma. Oh. It's a documentary, not the freaking movie about Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> It is about Facebook, but it's about social media and the business, the advertising business model that is driving people to such far beliefs um, Mm. on either side of the political spectrum. Have you seen it, Sam? No, I have not. Dude, watch it. It's terrifying, but it does explain why things are getting so divided at a at a rate that doesn't seem natural. Mm. Yeah, I think I think social media is the catalyst for the things that are already there. Well, everybody, I I don't think it would, I don't think like we would all be friends if social media had never happened. Like I think, I think this is bound to happen for reasons, but this is just, it's accelerating the the reaction. How about you watch the documentary and we can discuss it next episode because I think you will find it very, very interesting. Okay. I'll I'll try to watch it. I'll try to watch it. see See what I can do. Okay. You should watch it. It's yeah. not that long. It's very informative. It mm-hmm. does give me answers that explain the madness just a bit. Anyways, okay. that's the end of the podcast. You can write in your 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 views on the protest, or are you for the truckers? Are you all? Are you letting them roll? Are you letting those truckers roll, boy? Are you? Uh, <laughs> do you think they are all literally uh, hiding swastika tattoos uh, under their tongues? Um, which, which extreme stupid point of view do you hold? Um, also, uh, you can write in to TPS podcast, four twenty at gmail.com. Also, I do have exciting announcement. I have put out a mini comedy special on YouTube for your viewing pleasure. It is called not qualified for this, despite Sam's ins- insistence <laughs> not to call it that. But that's what it's called. I'm sick of fucking with it. I don't. I've asked many people, and I've gotten so many different opinions that I'm just going with what I already have, and it's already named that on the video. So just search Jordan Strauss. Not qualified for this. It's about 40 minutes long. It was shot over a single show in November, and it was just a really fun show so i said what the heck why not put it out there and uh share it to your friends that like uh stand-up comedy anything else to add sam uh no i can that's that's awesome i'm looking forward to watching it while i finish eating this cookie do it you'll finish it in the time it takes to finish that cookie because it's such a big cookie it is it is a 40-minute cookie, easily. 40-minute cookie. That's a good name for it. If, if you really were selling minutes. huge cookies, call it the 40-minute cookie. Um, all right. That's buying it. experience. <laughs> okay. See you next week, where we might have a very special guest. So uh, get excited for that. Bye. Goodbye. Okay,